It's time now for This Week in Cyberspace. Did you know that governments can buy off-the-shelf software to spy on their citizens? The most notorious of these spyware systems is called Pegasus, and it's produced by an Israeli technology firm called NSO Group Technologies, that NSO being the first initial of the names of the company's founders, Niv, Shalev and Omri. Well, this week things started hotting up for them because a new report has found that Pegasus has been used to mount three attacks on journalists and human rights defenders, and it looks like the Mexican army is behind them. But of course, the president of Mexico insists this is not the case. Uh, so is he lying or is the Mexican army disobeying their supreme leader? Brett Solomon, what is going on here? <laughs> Um, well, I'm really glad that you brought up this topic because I think the issue of spyware is just so important and it's something that I think not that many people know about. Um, you've raised the Mexican case here, which I'd love to talk about, but just more broadly about Pegasus, which is this spyware that's basically, as you said, created by NSO Group. Um, I can't believe you can buy it off the shelf. That's yeah. just freaking me out. What, you go into your local <laughs> Bunnings, <com> Bunnings <laughs> and spy on the nation? Well, this is the thing. Like, it's actually the whole industry of spyware is just really opaque. You know, like, there isn't a lot of clarity, even as you say, like, it's from NSO Group. But, like, who owns NSO Group is a bigger question. And who owns the company that owns NSO Group is another question. And who's Niv, Shalev and Omri? Do well, they, they even have anything to do with it anymore? They do. They, they actually do. They're still involved in the company. Um, but the company has multiple different, you know, names in different jurisdictions. Um, it has like a shell kind of company that sits on top of it. And it doesn't um, pay it, tax in any region, probably. Probably, <laughs> probably doesn't pay tax. But oh the thing God. is that governments around the world are buying uh, spyware from NSO Group. Uh, it's called Pegasus, as you said, and they're deploying it against their citizens. The crazy thing is, I mean, there's so many crazy things about this, honestly. The, and, and the fact that we've allowed this trade in spyware, we collectively have let, allowed this trade in spyware to happen, um, in the digital environment is is just it's it, it kind of boggles the mind. It's a multi-billion dollar industry spyware. Wow! Um, and, and 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 surveillance more broadly. You know the sort of capacity of the state to be able to survey its citizens. Yeah, right. But in particular, this is spyware. So this is purchasing of software that gets installed into people's devices, and then there are a whole lot of repercussions after that. Did Optus know about this, do you think? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Just going back to my identity theft of uh, recent have, days, I'm weeks, not, I'm months. not saying that you're obsessed with reclaiming your identity, but we have talked about <laughs> Optus in the last three episodes. Is there any, like, have, have there been any resolutions to your... Like, well, there know, was yeah. some kind of message on my phone say, from an well, actual person saying, oh, don't oh, they, worry, it's all fine. They've heard you on Bay FM. I think they've heard me on Bay FM. <laughs> I mean, and on Activista, which is, you Our know, podcast, yeah, yes. Crazy. Of course, if you want to hear this uh, again and again and again, just go to uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah Activista right this now, week in Activista. cyberspace. Yeah, I thought they were trying we to block so us there. We have so many followers, including <laughs> <laughs> Facebook and, uh, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, anyway. Um, so is this legal? I mean, the huge... Yeah billion dollar industry as you point out i mean is, as yeah. are there any controls around yeah. this 
Or is it self-regulating? So it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, re- the issue of regulation is really at the forefront of many civil society organisations. And now, as a result of the attention that we've brought to this, also um, on the minds of, of governments and regulators, um, Pegasus ended up on President Macron's phone. It also, end, it also ended up on um, the Prime Minister of Spain and multiple different governments have actually, not only the governments, the presidents and also their oppositions. So, you know, spyware has kind of been thought of in a way as a niche issue. You know, it's like authoritarian governments spying on journalists and bloggers and human rights defenders and democracy activists. But when uh, these reports that have been coming out, including the one from that you just mentioned, R3D, the Mexican one, have shown that no one is safe from spyware. It doesn't even matter if you're the prime minister of a country. And so, you know, but the real problem, one of the problems that we have is this question about legality and regulation. The other problem that we have is about attribution, which is, you know, you might find that there's spyware on your device, but you don't know who actually got it there. How do you find that there's spyware on your phone? Well, I mean, is, what happens? Is, Does it just implode on this you? Is, this is, it, it's really quite complex. Um, uh, one thing to note is that the, 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 the sort of, one of the masterful, in inverted commas, things about, um, about Pegasus is that, you know, n- normally security specialists will say to you, like, don't click on unknown attachments. Mm. Don't click on links that you don't. <laughs> now you look nervous. <laughs> uh, don't, don't don't click on links that you don't know where they're headed. You know URLs, etc. The crazy thing about Pegasus mm. is that you don't have to do anything. It's called a zero click exploit. I.e., you can get the the software installed on your device without actually doing anything wrong. And what happened also with WhatsApp is that NSO Group found a vulnerability in WhatsApp and they used the vulnerability in WhatsApp to install the the, um, Pegasus software on people's devices. It doesn't matter if you're... um, um, I'm making people really nervous now. I'm really well, nervous. I'm really but, nervous. Does it mean, it means can, you, can you find it there? I mean, if you go so, to your WhatsApp app. No, <laughs> you you really need a proper like forensic um, examination of your device. God. Uh, and and it can be on a on an Apple device, so an iOS, or also on an Android. Um, so, um, but what does it do? I mean, I think we haven't actually. You know, yeah, what does it do? Un- does it, it inserts do? itself into uh, your apps or into your it, phone and then it starts, what, eating well, it can, the data? It can read your text messages. Um, it can track your calls. It can collect all your passwords. Um, it can track, actually, your location, where you are. Um, it can turn your microphone on and your camera. Okay, so this is, like, it can't really be more invasive than that. And that's why it's so important when you talk about, like, is this legal or how do we regulate this thing? That's why my organisation, Access Now, and many others are now calling for a moratorium on spyware. And basically that means for the sale, transfer and use of spyware, that it shall be put on hold. I mean, really we're calling for a ban. And one of the reasons why we're calling for a ban is, like, this, you know, spy- stop spying on us. Stop spying like, on us. Really? And stop spying on us. I mean, we're actually now trying to class spyware as a weapon. You know, to understand it as an armament. There's, there's, there's international treaties that limit the trade in arms. There should be an international treaty that limits the trade in spyware. 
and national governments also. I mean, really, there's a, as we discussed in a second ago, like there's a marketplace, right? So there's people who, those who supply, like NSO, and then there's those who buy, like according to this report, the Mexican government, despite the Mexicans <laughs> denying it, pro- <laughs> promise that they're not. Um, and and how so have they th- found it? How have, they, how have uh, human rights activists discovered that yeah. this is going on? So there's a really great organisation called Citizen Lab, mm-hmm. um, which is part of the University of Toronto. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who issued that report with a local Mexican organisation called R3D. And they do those forensics where human rights defenders or journalists, you know, they recognise that something's odd with their phone um, where, you know, information that they have, is, which is conveyed between them and another party, actually ends up in the public domain, for instance. They're uh-huh. like, wait right. a second, that was not, that was private information. Mm. Clearly, someone's spying to, uh, on me. Clearly, mm. somebody's spying on me. And Whoa. so those devices then go to um, professional entities like, um, like Citizen Lab, who do forensics. There are also some tests as well uh, for... Um, like sort of more generic tests that you can do as well. So if, if you if you Google like you know Pegasus detection, you'll probably end up with Citizen Lab or Amnesty International. The idea of surveillance is like increasingly prevalent in in our yeah, society. Yeah, there are cameras everywhere. CCT, you, know. you know, CCTV. Yeah. There's like you know we've talked about this before um, on this week in cyberspace and on Activista about you know. Um, um, surveillance in public spaces, particularly around facial recognition. So there's, there's, this is a massive problem. But in terms of this targeted spyware on, on devices, it's largely contained to, you know, like human rights defenders, bloggers, journalists, you know, people who are work, living and working in authoritarian states. It's not to say that it's not in democracies as well. Um, but, you know, people who are listening, um, you know, are largely probably okay, I would say. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I mean, you do. We all have something to hide. Well, you know, that's why my we identity have... has been stolen. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, all have, we all have, you know, we all have curtains on our windows because privacy is absolutely essential to us as being human and to, and to, and it's also the fundamental building block of, of democracy. So, like, when your privacy is invaded, particularly when your content is particularly contentious, where it exposes corruption of a government, or where whether you know it reveals the identity of people who are you know attacking civilians, etc. Like all of this stuff is very contentious content and data, and that's when privacy becomes even more important. But privacy is important to all of us. So, who were the people that the Mexican army were spying on? So they were spying on two um, journalists and a human rights defender. Um, there were, th- as you say, there were three cases. You know, it's really interesting when you look at the the the, the people who are the victims of this. Um, sometimes, like one of those guys, I think from El Salvador, actually, which was a report that we were involved in, he was hacked forty nine times. Um, and there was another person who was um, who had malware on their device or had the spyware on their device for almost a whole year. So it's constantly reporting back home. So you know they're basically trying to get information um, about um, you know about what journalists are saying, but also who their sources are. Um, you know the, the, right. the, their address books, for instance, right. um, the nature of the communications, whether if there's a leak within a government, where it's coming from. I mean, this is pretty heady stuff. I'll give you an example, which I think is an, one that people might know, which is Khashoggi. Khashoggi was the journalist, um, the Saudi journalist, um, 
who um, was a reporter for the Washington Post. Yeah, right. So, you know, I mean, mm. this was massive news. He was killed, remember, in, mm. in, the, in the Saudi embassy um, and in, in, in Turkey. And it was found that, um, that um, Pegasus was on the, all the people around him's phone. So his wife, who was the last person to see him, um, and a few other people, like his close confidants. And they knew that he was coming to the embassy in Istanbul to get a visa, I think it was, or something to do with his maybe even his marriage certificate. Um, they knew he was coming because they had Pegasus. The ultimate outcome of that was that he was, you know, that was the last time we ever saw him again. And so so you can see in, in environments where, as I say, like private information is extremely sensitive, why governments want to gain access to it. And Pegasus is, is the example that's now been given more light and more attention as to how they're actually doing it. So hey, say we are a, a human rights defender or a journalist, is there any way we can protect ourselves from this spyware? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think you like digital hygiene is extremely important. That means like you want to make sure that, you know, all of your um, the, the apps that you use, all of the software that you're using is up to date. Mm -hmm. Pirated software is really a problem because it has all these vulnerabilities in it. Um, so absolutely, you want to make sure that, you know, your phone and all the operating systems are um, current. Um, I think you also just want to be on the alert for like if there's unusual things on your phone or on your devices as well, where you're like, I mean, I know now you're, <laughs> there's always unusual things happening on your, on your I know, device. I keep getting enter your yeah. Google password for your internet, enter your, and I'm like, and then I try and do it and it won't. Do. It won't do. <laughs> it won't activate. Yeah. So well, this is you a know, problem. I mean, this some, sometimes when things are awry, you you know, that is an indication that there is some kind of problem. Mm. Um, whether it's spyware is another question. I think people, you know, there are definitely services that are around. Like for instance, at you know, at Access Now, there's help at Access Now, um, which is a good, which is a service. But it's really confined to people who you know are kind of human rights defenders in in you know around the world, as opposed to you know, mums and dads who are concerned that there's a tech issue um, on their <laughs> phone. But but certainly there's a whole range of things that we need to do until the moratorium is in place. Like we need proper investigations. We need proper regulation in place. We need the moratorium, as I, as I said. Is there a petition people can sign? Is there any kind yeah, of there campaign are. they can there join? there are. Yeah, I mean, if you go to Access Now, you can find some stuff, absolutely. Just search on the site around Pegasus. Um, Amnesty International's Tech Lab's doing some really good work as well. You can support... You know, you can support them financially. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's important that we as a community stand up to this thing because this is, you know, this is a trend in the wrong direction. This is a norm that's being developed, that it's okay to spy on your citizens. No. No. Sorry. It's absolutely not. We've the buck that. stops here. Yeah, the buck stops the here. The spyware stops right here. This week in cyberspace. This week in cyberspace. Brett Solomon, thank you so much for joining us once again here on... This Week in Cyberspace. And next week in cyberspace, we will come with a whole new concept for you. Any ideas? I mean, it would be good to talk about surveillance writ large, you know, yeah. and facial recognition. I think that might be... Facial recognition, Facial recognition yeah. is, is a good it's one. It's so scary. Yeah, it's a good one. I also would like to do some se some some sessions in another week, which are more positive as well, because I think we're always, like, talking about, like, the dangers of cyberspace. Mm. And there's obviously we're all engaged in cyberspace. We're all in... We're all, our digital lives and our, you know, offline lives are 
integrated more than they've ever have been before. And there's a lot of positive things that we should also talk about as well. So this okay. week in cyberspace. The good news the about good news. <laughs> connectivity. <Wait for> it. <laughs> See you next week. Thank you so much. <laughs>